A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. So there's a lot going on in the world for black people, queer people, trans people right now. But first, time for some metal news from Dan. <laughs> it's not metal news, really, but it's been a really tough... It's been a really... T- I'm laughing, but... It's true. It's been a really tough week for, for the rock community. For metal rock fans, really, has it? This is a difficult time for the metal community. Yeah. Wow. Because... I'm, really, I'm really feeling that. <laughs> a few things have happened. Okay, so... firstly, like, I, I just want to say, like, I am not, I'm not taking the mick out of you for this because I do understand that you have a real passion for rock and metal music, and that's cool. But it does make me howl with laughter <laughs> when, when you say, A, that it's a community... And Why the, is that funny? Had, because your problem here is that you think that you misunderstand the use of the word community. It doesn't just mean an oppressed group of people. You're so used to hearing the word community in the sense of like the LGBT community or the, the black community or the Jewish community. But it doesn't inherently mean that. You know, there's a fishing community and there's a <laughs> there's a reading community. And, and they have a, the fishing community and the knitting community having a difficult time this week as well, or just no, the metal community? I've got no idea. I, I apologise. Let's get the latest from the metal community. I mean, there's a few things that have been going on and none of them are good, but on Friday, this band called The Ghost Inside released an album that's probably like in the top three most eagerly anticipated releases of the year in the meta world, straight away it got usurped by the fact that it turns out, long story short, the bassist is racist. So that happened. Um, Anyway, he's been binned off. Great. And the biggest thing that's happened this week, which is absolutely just devastating, is that Chris Novoselic, who is the bassist in Nirvana, came out and said that he supports... Trump's stance on law and order. Do you do you understand, as someone who's not in the rock community and thinks that that is inherently a funny thing, do you understand why that is gutting? I do, because I've read your Instagram posts and I know that Kurt Cobain, who is the lead singer of that band, who had said something entirely opposite. I mean, Kurt Cobain said a lot of amazing things. Um, and this is why part of the reason why, in addition to being in arguably the most important band since the Beatles, this is also why people love Nirvana. So Kurt Cobain says this in the liner notes for their album In Utero. If any of you hate homosexuals, people of different colour or women, please do this one favour for us. Leave us alone. Don't come to our shows and don't buy our records. Fast forward to 2020. Enemy headline. Nirvana's Chris Novoselic praises Donald Trump's strong and direct leadership in the wake of George Floyd protests. And I'm done. (sighs) Out of all of the people in the world to say that, I'm struggling to think of someone who I'll be less likely to come out with that than that particular person. It's mind-blowing. I don't know what to say. It's awful. The world is shit. Does that mean you'll never listen to a Nirvana album again? Well, no, because I just think... I mean, Kurt Cobain doesn't think that, and Dave Grohl doesn't think that. Like, both of them would be appalled to think that. But then then again, who knows? Is nothing sacred anymore? If the drummer from System of a Down, who literally have songs about why so many black people are being sent to prison... If the drummer from that band can come out and praise Trump, then who can we trust? It's just devastating, really, because myself and plenty of other people have essentially built their lives around around bands like Nirvana, especially. I wouldn't have got into rock music if it wasn't for Nirvana. And if I hadn't got into rock music, I wouldn't have gone to, to university and done a degree in politics. I wouldn't have any other friends that I have. So the foundation that this has all been built on, it turns out one of them is a Trump supporter. You sound like how most of the queer community sound about 
Harry Potter right now. We, yeah, that's we a trust, good. We trusted her, and she's come through with this transphobic rhetoric and it's the same thing it's exactly the same argument so i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing with you really i'm just saying yeah you feel exactly the same as the rest of us right now except you're straight white cis and that i guess that i find inherently funny so welcome welcome to a gay and a non-gay I know this isn't like the main takeaway from JK Rowling tweeting transphobia again, but I think it's interesting that she did it at 11 o'clock at night. Is she hammered? Oh, I definitely think she was on the wines, chatting to her Karen mates and reading mum's net. You know what's even more annoying is the trend I stand with JK Rowling that has been happening in the UK since that since that horrendous set of posts from her. And thank God for the K-pop family because they've taken over the trend once again by tweeting hundreds of BTS memes. I don't know how I feel about that hashtag thing because on the one hand, yeah, you're disrupting it, but equally you're helping things to trend that are not good. Well, I think if you think of it as, I think it was there anyway, you're maybe helping it trend, but whenever anyone with that mindset clicks on it, they're not getting what they thought they were getting. They're getting educated. So I'm kind of with it. All right, cool. Isn't someone gay in Harry Potter or something? I don't know, I haven't read it. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, there's been all these rumours that Dumbledore is gay, but J.K. Rowling is a bigger, I'm sorry, and I hate that we're even wasting our energy on her because it's triggering for so many people. She is so loved by so many LGBTQ plus people. She's offered such an amazing universe for escapism and truth to power. And now is undermining that entire thing by being a turf. But like I said on Twitter, she's a fiction author and everything that she's tweeting right now is also fiction. Spill that tea. Dan and I saw each other for the first time since lockdown at the weekend at the Black Lives Matter protest in London. And it was really powerful to be there and really important. So it's a bit different to Pride, you know, the the massive Barclays bus, for example, the massive Tesco bus, they were noticeable by their absence. (laughs) yeah where are the brands at black lives matter protests where are they at it was really different to pride like i think we've worked so hard and and many of the pride protests i've been at when i was younger felt very similar to the black lives matter protests but now pride is so straight washed to an extent by commercialism and it feels almost like a party rather than a protest and we have to remember that Pride is a protest. It's it's a celebration of everything LGBTQ plus people have been through and also achieved. But it's also a protest of what needs to be done. And we know that homophobic attacks are on the rise in the UK since Brexit and that that needs to end. So it's really important that our voices are heard. But brands have jumped on that. And I think Black Lives Matter feels different because actually... Like you say, brands are noticeably absent. And some brands have changed their logos to be inclusive of the Black Lives Matter movement and others have donated money. I thought it was really funny that L'Oreal tried to jump on the bandwagon despite the fact that they fired trans activist and model Momra Bergdorf from their campaign only a few years ago for saying all white people are racist. They didn't want to have a conversation with her and fired her, yet are now standing up for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. 
what on earth were they thinking? Thankfully, now they've announced that they plan to make a donation of £25,000 to mermaids and 25000 to UK Black Pride as a way of expressing their regret for what happened. Right, so one of our listeners has been chatting to me a lot about Black Lives Matter and... I thought we'd get Oren on. Oren, hi. Hi. You basically told me that you don't feel like you fit into the LGBTQ plus community because you're black. And and you also don't feel like you fit in the black community because you're gay. So I wondered if you could tell us what that is like on the daily. It's a very mixed bag of emotion. It's not like I wake up and I decide, oh, am I going to be black today or am I going to be gay? I have no choice in the matter on either of them. And for me as a person, I know who I am. I'm very confident in myself and comfortable with myself, but it's the way other people view me. And that's what I have to struggle with on a day-to-day basis is that I can go outside and have racial abuse hurled at me, but I could also go out and have people throwing homophobic abuse at me out of the car and kind of knowing how to deal with that. It's, it's a daily struggle. People will make comments that they think are funny and they don't realise that the insensitivity of what they've said. And that can apply to, again, both being in the community of being gay or in the community of being black. But also it comes down to family and heritage and things like that. My black family are from the Caribbean, Barbados specifically. Vinegar strokes on Drag Race UK kind of covered it very briefly on episode two where she talked about the fact that coming from a Caribbean background, it's just it's not the done thing. In the Caribbean, family and church are like the cornerstones of social life. So harassment, rejection, stigmatism, even physical violence, it all starts at home. You don't have that go away when you leave the house because anybody in the Caribbean can be arrested at any point for being gay. And in a lot of the islands, it's still life imprisonment for being gay and doing anything homosexual. So on that side of things, it's very hard for me to watch everything that's going on and not feel like it's affecting me as a black person. But then I also have the issue of because religion especially comes into black heritage, being a gay man, knowing that I'm still feeling judged by the black community for the way I live my life and who I am as a person. So it's very much six of one, half a dozen of the other, and it's definitely a struggle. How often would you say that you get abuse for, for either either one of the two things that you are if that makes sense <laughs> i love it when dan sounds awkward <laughs> how do i word this correctly i mean right now the lockdown has kind of put a stop on most of it because most people are indoors but i would say for the last decade i lived in the midlands and going into birmingham Way-hey! which is a predominantly mixed community there's a lot of black people a lot of asian people that live there i would say that i got a lot more homophobic abuse than racial abuse, but it doesn't stop the racial abuse. And obviously it's not just down to little comments and stuff. It's it's microaggressions. Like yeah. during this time, one of the girls from my office posted, what she was trying to say on her Instagram was that she has been brought up to think a certain way, but she knows it's wrong. And she wants to try and change the way that she's thinking about things, which is very admirable. However, the way she worded it was, I've grown up thinking that if a black man gets on the same train as me, I should get off and into a different carriage. Whereas if a white man got on, I'd be fine. I've been brought up to believe that if someone's a bad driver, it's probably because they're Asian. I've never heard that one. I've never heard that either. That that is a whole 
That's and, a whole new one. And so, like, reading it, I'm like, I get where you're coming from in the sense of you shouldn't be thinking that way, but you've been brought up to think that way. But then sharing it again does not make it any better. Not Like, you don't repeat it and then say, I shouldn't be saying this. You should just say, I know that I've been brought up to think a certain way, but it's wrong, and I now need to be a better person. And that be it. Just kind of leave it at that. You don't need to kind of delve into what things have been said because it's very sensitive topic right now i think especially for for both of you as white men it must be very difficult for you to want to show support without saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing hey listen do not make this about us This whole thing has been a massive, massive learning for me in so many ways, but also in what you just said then about how Dan is the ally on this podcast. He's the straight person trying to understand our community. And I guess I haven't always tried to understand his. And it's only now I'm kind of seeing that played out in Black Lives Matter as well. I'm realizing how much I haven't tried to understand Black culture. By talking about stuff like your friend has, that's just white guilt, but that is a good thing also. And what, I guess you're also, right. We are all going to feel difficult about doing that because we don't want to be saying the wrong thing. And all of this stuff that makes us uncomfortable, that's the point, I feel. I feel like that's the whole reason we should be talking about it because we should feel uncomfortable. I have so many things to say, but then do I have the time and the patience to have to sit and educate people on something that they should have already been educated on by the government? by your schools and by your family. It shouldn't be down to us having to stand in the middle of Parliament Square with signs that say Black Lives Matter for you to understand that Black Lives Matter. We shouldn't have to even say it. The reason I went is because so I had a guy in my phone and we were arranging to meet up at some point in the future, post-lockdown. We're talking and he said that he's afraid to travel at the minute and he has to travel with work. And he's afraid to travel in London because of the violence. Now, he's Polish, so I didn't know if there was a loss of translation, so I wanted to make sure that I understood where he was coming from. What he meant by violence was the protests. So I was then explaining to him that the protests are about something very, very poignant right now. And his response was, all lives matter. And at that point, I was like, oh, I started shaking. I had to take, like, a few breaths. I had to put my phone down and leave the room physically because I got that upset just reading that message. Because... We're not saying that only black lives matter. What we are saying is right now, black people are treated like shit. It doesn't matter which country you're from, where you live, why you're black, what kind of black, what shade of black. We are treated like shit. And we have done since 1619 when slavery first came into place. And so many people want to say, well, it's over now. But we had 246 years of slavery. Then we had 89 years of segregation. And we've only had 66 years of what you would class as peace. And I'm using that with air quotes. Because they've still got institutionalised racism. We're still treated differently. We still have worse atrocities happening to us. And we are being killed by the people that are supposed to be protecting us because of the colour of our skin. And something needs to be done about it. I used to like fucking people that i really didn't like people like I, I hated like i used to love to hate fuck so if someone was like mean to me or disrespected me then i would i would deliberately like have sex with them 
Is that something that you have thought about, or are you just like no? Well, maybe that's maybe that's why I've just only fucked white men. It's 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 down to oppression, like getting back for all the years. No, I don't know what it is. A gay and a non-gay. As a gay person, as a minority, as a gay, like I prefer sometimes Dan to do the heavy lifting for me. Like it's exhausting to have to constantly fight my battle, and it's important to have an ally stand up and do that. Is it the same for Black Lives Matter? Is it important for white people? to stand up and fight against their own privilege to help black people? Yes and no. Yes, it is important, but no, it's not your only... It's not just your responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility. It shouldn't matter whether you're black, white, Latino, Asian, lesbian, gay, queer, bi, trans, cis. It doesn't matter. It does feel like right now the black community are holding this up on our own shoulders, but that's because we've spent so many years being pushed down that we have kind of just gone fuck it, I've had enough. And until things are actually equal, you're going to continue to see uprisings. And we as a community, as in the gay community, should stand behind Black Lives Matter because at the end of the day, the reason we have our rights is because a black, bisexual, transgender woman threw a brick. What are the kind of stuff that, as a gay black person you've received on Grindr? Because we all know that people (laughs) are, are racist on there, but I've never experienced that myself and they've just removed the ethnicity filter <laughs> as if i can't say that word maybe um, see your tongue is so afraid to say anything wrong it just physically can't say ethnicity <laughs> i think i just not something i've had to think about or, or need to say myself before um yeah they've removed the ethnicity filter which is amazing but about time i mean i've had people say things like oh take your black ass back to africa and things like that like it's it's so uneducated because my family's from Barbados. I'm not here to talk about my heritage. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm on Grinder to meet guys. That's <laughs> that's it. But the thing I get the most, funnily enough, is I f- I'm fetishized. And I'm not the only person that's felt this way. But I, the amount of messages where I get, oh, you're so fit because you're mixed race. So I see that, oh, you're so fit. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And then see the rest of the sentence. And it's instantly like a boner killer because all you're seeing is my skin tone. And it's very upsetting because I'm like, I want you to want me, not my skin. And you get the typical, do you fit into the stereotype? Do you have a big dick? Do you have this? Do you have that? And it's like, is that all you define me by? Gear change. I'm right thinking you're the, you're the guy that tweeted me saying that where you work, there's a program or something called SPAF. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that not you? <laughs> no. Hold on. Wait. Was it another black guy that you were listening to in the sudden <laughs> we're all the same, Dan? <laughs> Oh, oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing. I guess that is what's happened. I'd love to use a program called SPAF. Can I just say something, Dan? Yeah. The library is open. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get reading. Oren's got an EP out right now. Um, it's on Apple Music and Spotify. If you just search Oren, O-R-R-E-N, you'll find it right now. Oren, thank you for chatting to us. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, we should say, actually, we met Oren in our listener group, which is on Facebook. It's a great safe space for everyone to connect with each other, um, discuss the news, discuss the podcast, discuss music, just like share memes. Um, if you want to be part of the conversation, it's facebook.com slash groups slash gay and on gay, or just search again and on gay listener group in Facebook. The library is open. So we were just talking about hate fucking. What is that, James? Remind me. This is when you have sex with someone you hate. And this is something you do. But I want to explain it because I think it's not really to do with hate i think it's more about that feeling of power like if you've had breakup sex i think it's i think it's similar to that but then presumably you have to be on top 
No, you can be a bottom. Well, you're getting hate. You're getting hate fucked, are you? In that scenario. No, because there's power in bottoming. You can be a power bottom and get fucked. You know what I mean? Not, not really. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's so interesting that you don't think there's power in receiving, and that actually that says a lot about masculinity and how fragile maybe your masculinity is that you think if someone was to fuck you that would take your power away and that by fucking someone you are in charge because actually you're not in charge by fucking someone like the other person has consented to that situation so they are just as much in charge as you are they have more power if anything because they're allowing you to enter them okay well thanks for clarifying also there's plenty of people who I don't, who I dislike, but I wouldn't have sex with them because I wouldn't want to touch them with a, a barge pole. How can you have sex with someone who you don't like if that, by definition, is giving them power? Because if You're I don't giving- like someone, I don't want to give them anything. But I'm not giving them power by letting them enter me. I'm, I'm giving, I'm taking power by letting them enter me. I've got the power because I'm allowing them to have pleasure from my body. My body is the power. Maybe you should just like try and explore your body a bit so you can see what I'm getting at. I think I'm all right. A gay and a non-gay. Also, thank you so much to all of you for supporting our pod in Patreon right now. Hi to DJ, Kevin Laurie, Scott and Christopher Dent, who has signed up to our daddy category on Patreon. Are you ready for this? He gets a gay and non-gay badge, a gay and non-gay sticker. He gets a thank you tweet from a gay and non-gay and me specifically, but not James apparently. Don't know why that is. Uh, he gets a name check on an episode, which is which is this. He gets an official gay and non-gay desktop background for his smartphone. Uh, he gets a FaceTime with us for whenever he's having a meltdown. And we will design and draw a special exclusive version of our artwork featuring him as an emoji. Plus, he gets free VIP tickets to all the gay and non-gay shows which is currently in September, but who knows? Also, if you want to donate and make a one-off donation, you can do. And we've had some people doing that, right? Shout out to Sarah, Thomas, Timothy, Anne and Joey for their donations. Lucas just donated £50 also. So we are so, so grateful. Thank you. Go to gaynongay.com. Find us on your socials at gaynongay. Listen at gaynongay.com or just search non-gay at your fave pod app.